Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Heat Nation, welcome into Believe in Miami Heat. I'm your host, Joey Levin, back as always, and the Miami Heat are back. First night of the season. This is instant reaction to the Heat season opener. Not quite the result we all would like to see opening night. The Heat fall to the Orlando Magic 113-107. Hey, look, one game, opening night, not a, not not anything to freak out about. Obviously, don't want to lose to the Magic, don't want to lose opening night, but it's an, a weird season. It's going to be an up-and-down year like that. There were some positives to discuss coming out of this game. There were some positive things that I saw in this game. There were some negatives the Heat are going to have to iron out, and obviously that's what happens. It's early in the year, and we will see how they adjust going forward. But look, the main positive, the biggest positive is Heat basketball is back. And this was about as excited as I've been to watch a Heat team in a long time opening night because of what they did last year. I'm still excited. One game's not getting me down. One game shouldn't get you down. Heat will be back Friday against the Pelicans, Christmas Day game, big game. Pelicans are currently, as I'm recording this, just five minutes after the game ended, instant reaction. Pelicans are beating the Raptors right now. We'll see how that game ends up. Currently, the Celtics are beating Milwaukee as I'm recording this. So a lot of things going on. 13-game slate in the NBA tonight, but the Heat, as I said, fall 113-107. I got some instant reaction. I got some things I want to you know, talk through right here on the pod go through from the game uh, and you know, t- break down some of the things that I saw that I liked going forward for Miami. Um, but before we get to that, right? As I, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, look, NBA, college basketball, we're back. We're officially back as of, as of December 22nd, as of yesterday when I'm recording this, we are back. NFL and college football playoffs are they're right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there's plenty of there's plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat, I don't think if you're listening to this podcast, you're picking the Lakers to repeat. Maybe you're picking the Heat to go back to the finals and win a championship. Or maybe you're picking someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. You need to go to betonline.ag. I put a little bit of money down on the Heat, minus five tonight. Didn't work out for me. Have a couple other bets going, particularly pelicans money line versus the raptors so hey let's see how that game ends up from game spreads to totals to team player coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online there's always the online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag sign up today bet online your online sports book experts all right so Miami Heat open up the 2020-2021 the NBA season with a loss to the Orlando Magic, 113-107. Not what you want to see. Look, it was a very sloppy game. It was a pretty sloppy game from both sides of the floor. Coming into opening night, I thought, you know, talking to a few people and making my pick on this game, like I said in the ad read, I had the Heat minus five. I don't necessarily believe all the time in bulletin board material. I don't think professional athletes need it. But I did think that the Heat this entire offseason, particularly since they've been back in camp and having to talk to the media, 
they have been getting peppered with these questions about was the bubble a fluke or people have been saying that some people have been saying that your guys run in the bubble was a fluke and they've been getting all these questions and for some there was something about that that I thought okay there's a chance Miami's going to come out here and absolutely smoke the magic opening night because they just want to get these questions out get them away it looked like in game one of the NBA season for the Miami Heat, that was their mentality. But I think that mentality may have backfired on them a little bit because it wasn't really typical Heat basketball. It was a little sloppy. It was a little bit one-on-one. There wasn't as much ball movement as you normally see from the Heat. They turned the ball over 22 times. Uh, last year, the Heat only had 20 turnovers five times the entire season. Uh, they averaged 15 assists or 15 turnovers last year, 22 turnovers, six turnovers by Jimmy, five turnovers by Bam, four turnovers for Tyler Hero. It just, it was a sloppy game. It was a sloppy game. And I will say this credit to the magic. They are a good defensive team. Steve Clifford. He is, I worked for Steve Clifford when I was a video scout in the NBA. So I know that his teams, especially early in the year, they come in as prepared as any team in the league. And these it's a young athletic team. They're always going to be well prepared. They're always going to defend. So I put I give credit where credit's due to this Orlando team for the way they play defense. But I will say a lot of what I saw in this game falls on the heat. Sloppy passing, one-on-one, one pass, and then looking for shots. Uh, it just it wasn't really what you come to know from the heat. Now it's game one. Uh, Coach Spolcher played 10 players, figuring out new rotations. Your starting lineup for opening night was Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Mo Harkless, Bam Adebayo. So small lineup. Uh, And then off the bench, you had Goran Dragic, Andre Godala, Kendrick Nunn, who only played eight minutes, Precious Achua, and Kelly Olenek. So figuring out rotations, no true point guard in the starting lineup. Jimmy Butler really essentially being playing, running the point for your team. Tyler Hero taking a lot of those ball handling responsibilities with the starting lineup as well. That's part of it. Running a lot through Bam Adebayo. Um, so it's a it's a sort of it is similar to the rotation that you saw in the NBA Finals. You're obviously adding in Mo Harkless, who and it continues to not look great for the Heat early on into that lineup for Jay Crowder, but it's it's a, essentially what you saw a lot of in the playoffs, especially after Goran Dragic got hurt. But it was sloppy. And that's really, to me, that's the story. Of the, in like 22 turnovers, you're not winning. You're really not winning games, period, when you turn the ball over that much. And still, the Heat only lost by six points. And the thing is, is, you know, it came down to the fourth quarter. Anytime, any NBA team, it doesn't matter who it is. If you leave a team in the game by turning the ball over and missing shots, but more so, I mean, the Heat shot 50% from the field. Not great from three, 35%, but not terrible. But 22 turnovers, 21 fouls. When you allow a team to stick around, you get to the fourth quarter. And if you saw the fourth quarter, that got to a point where the magic just couldn't miss. 
and it wasn't a defensive it wasn't a defensive issue the heat's defense was pretty good they turned the ball over they turned the magic over 14 times great defense on Busevich. the heat switched one through five but the turnovers allowed the magic to stay into the game and then it got to the point where aaron gordon's hitting pull-up threes terrence ross is knocking down jumpers aaron gordon's pulling up from the elbow off balance and it's going in Fournier's hitting off balance shots, you know, it, towards the end of the game. And and this is not just an Orlando magic thing in particular. This is an NBA basketball thing. If you, if you turn the ball over and you let a team stay in the game till the fourth quarter like that, you are in huge. There's a huge possibility that it, that they're going to get hot. It's just the way the NBA goes, and the Magic outscored the Heat 34-24 in the fourth quarter. So there you go. 10 point, 10 point, they win by 10 in the fourth quarter. They win by six in the game, and that's it. That was my big negative from the game. The The, the only other real, like, true, true, and it's, it's just, I wouldn't even necessarily say that I would call it a major negative, I would just say it's this is I guess the the what you get this is what you're paying for with Jimmy Butler as your star. And and after what Jimmy Butler's and for what Jimmy Butler's done for this franchise and how he played in the playoffs and even tonight seven steals for Jimmy Butler. Like that's an absurd number. 19 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. But if you listen to this podcast, you heard me harp on it on and off throughout the playoffs. And I've always said this about Jimmy Butler. He is the best player on on Miami Heat. He seemingly, when he decides to be assertive as a scorer, can score at any time. The Heat were losing for a lot of this game, went on some runs, had chances. Jimmy Butler takes 15 shots. In a game where you can't really put a run together and you're not, you're turning the ball over and the the ball's not really popping, moving side to side, going where you want it to go. I know he had six turnovers, but Jimmy Butler in a game like this where you need some, somebody's got to step up. That's what happens. It's just what happens in the NBA. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you watched opening night. Look, if you saw opening night, the Clippers came out and were up by like 22 on the Lakers. The Lakers came furiously back. They were only down like two at halftime. Then Paul George just goes off. And look, Jimmy Butler's better than Paul George. But the frustrating thing sometimes with Jimmy Butler becomes when you need when when you're down and your team needs a spark, your best player has to be the guy who puts you on his back and just goes and gets it. And Jimmy Butler doesn't always do that. 15 shots, 7 of 15, 19 points, 5 of 5 from the line. So he shoots 50% from the field, goes to the line only 5 times, 19 points. He could have had 30 in this game. I'm convinced if he would have been assertive and just went for it, he, look, Bam had 25, Goran Dragic had 20. Jimmy was the third leading scorer. He only took 15 shots. You know, Bam took 16. Tyler Hero took 14. Goran Dragic took 13. I get it. That's 
he you know spread it around he likes to get guys involved he had seven assists this is the up and down of jimmy butler and it's always frustrated me a little bit with jimmy butler is there's going to be games like this now it's the regular season it's not a huge deal because the heat are going to win plenty of games they're going to be one of the best teams in the east but it, it is one of those Maybe he just does save it for the playoffs sometimes. I don't know what it is. I don't know. He he did. He turned his ankle a little or did something to his ankle early in the game. Then he had a wicked, like, hard. He, he fell, and it looked really bad on his rib. He Maybe he was banged up a little bit during the game. He was definitely banged up a little bit. But if I'm, if I'm nitpicking in terms of Jimmy Butler, this is something that I've always – it's always concerned me a little bit. I just – your best player, your best scorer, a guy who's shown he can get you 40, he can get you 30, he can go and just dominate games. I want to see him take more than 15 shots in a game where you're losing almost the entire game and you need somebody to go get that run for you. He didn't do that tonight. He only took 15 shots. If he takes 20 shots or gets to the line more, the Heat probably win this game, even by just a point. It's a six-point game. He takes five more shots. He makes two or three of them. Now you got a game, but he didn't, and he and that's just Jimmy. That's just what you got to live with when Jimmy Butler is your franchise player. He does this from time to time, and I guess you just live with it because then you're going to have the games where he goes for thirty and just carries you. So it is what it is. Um, but there were positives in the game to me. There were things that I saw in this game from the Heat that are really, really good to see early on in the year. Uh, number one, Goran Dragic looks like his foot is all the way healthy to me. I mean, if it isn't all the way healthy, it didn't show in this game. Uh, he was a huge spark. He's coming back off the bench, 8 of 13 from the field, 20 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal, uh, 8 of, or t- excuse me, 26 minutes. Um, that's huge. I mean, that's that's playoff Goron. That's the guy that led the team in scoring in the playoffs before his injury last year. That's the guy who came off the bench most of the season and was a huge spark. That is a huge deal for Miami for him to be back and his foot be healthy and him look like that. Um, because he's, I mean, that bench unit is, that bench unit has a chance to be really, really dynamic. We'll see what happens. Avery Bradley didn't play. Casey Okpala didn't play. Those are two wing players that I think most people probably anticipated the Heat playing. And, you know, this is Eric Spolstra early in the season figuring out rotations. So there's nothing new there. It'll probably take halfway through the year for them to figure out what is their actual rotation and full final rotation. And they may never. They may keep playing 10 players a game, maybe 12, 13 players because of the way this season is. Who knows how it's going to go, but seeing Goron get into the getting into the paint, hitting those floaters, hitting some jumpers, one of four from three, not great, but still getting to the line. He looked good. Seven assists, uh, setting guys up. Seeing Goron healthy and back out there, just a really good sign for Miami that he's back and he looks like if he's not a hundred percent, if the foot's not a hundred percent. It's pretty close because he looked really good. Uh, another thing that I thought was uh, just 
if you if you're a heat, if you're a heat fan it's got to be incredibly uh it's got you got to love seeing it is bam out of bio's jumper uh bam ends up with 25 and 11 double double four assists i like i said seven turnovers but he played great defense he switched they the heat switched one through five which i thought was really good i, I thought which has a chance to be extremely dynamic uh for the heat once ever you know they there were some rotations that they struggled with but overall they played pretty good defense they held nikola vucevic to to just 15 shots and 15 points on 15 shots that's you know that's their leading scorer um so i thought bam played really well on the defensive end but his uh 15 to 17 foot jumper not only i mean we've we've it's we've talked about how that jumper can it, it's there he he has that jumper in his repertoire and it could get better um but he just looked comfortable shooting it he looked more comfortable shooting it uh in this game 1 than i've seen in his career and obviously that that is clearly something that he uh this off season decided i i need to be more comfortable and i'm assuming that Eric Spolstra said, we need you to 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 be comfortable shooting this. And it wasn't just catch and shoot jump. It wasn't just catch and shoot jumpers either. It was one dribble pull-ups from the elbow, one dribble pull-up from right above the elbow. Like, there were some pretty impressive looking jumpers. Now, he's, he's not going to, he's still not at a point yet where I'm going to say, hey, I want him isoing and taking pull-up jumpers consistently. But against certain big men, he's going to do it. And he's going to have that mid-post, face-up, one or two dribble pull-up game very soon. And, hey, 25 tonight. He is, it, it just makes him, just it just makes him that much more dangerous. A guy who, from a skill standpoint, is already one of the most dangerous big men in the league. And the way he plays in those dribble handoffs with Duncan and Tyler, because they are such weapons. And even with Goron, the lobs, like he, he, he gets the ball at the elbow or at the top of the key. And the defense has to, has to, has to help and pressure so much on Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson that he is running to the rim wide open for lobs. And they have, they're pretty close to just perfecting that. I mean, they must've, they must have had that opportunity off the dribble handoff for that lob four or five times tonight, and they they got it most of the time. I think maybe they missed out on it one or two times, but for the most part, they got it. Uh, it so Bam, I feel like from an offensive standpoint, actually from the most part, other than sloppy, but they were sloppy across the board with the turnovers, 25 and 11, 11 of 16 from the field, uh, you know, a garbage bucket right at the end of the game. So, you, but hey, it's the stat the stat sheet says it, so it counts. Uh, Bam was really good, starting off where he left off last year, and that jumper, man, that jumper is going to be huge. If that jumper, I don't know how you stop a guy like Bam if that jumper keeps extending and he gets more comfortable shooting it, even off of one or two dribbles. That's going to be really, really tough to stop a guy like Bam Adebayo. Uh, and then finally, well, two more things that stuck out to me watching the game that I think are positives moving forward. Tyler Hero, 
uh, Tyler Hero, um, I talked about Jimmy Butler and how Jimmy has to be more assertive to score the ball, and he's got to be the guy in a game where you're down most of the game. He's got to be the guy to go get a bucket. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, I don't know. I Maybe it's something that I see that not everybody else sees. But I watched Tyler Hero play, and I think he's not that far away from, from being that guy. There's not really a place on the floor that Tyler Hero can't score from. Uh, and he just looks so comfortable off the ball or with the ball in his hands trying to find his shot. He just... I feel like, you know, and he's been the guy that's when obviously now the reports are that the Heat are no longer in the James Harden, whatever you want to call it, sweepstakes situation, any of that. But uh, it it seems as though um, that the Heat keeping Tyler Hero is going to be the right move. Um I see a guy who could ultimately be a 25 point a game guy in Tyler Hero. I'm I maybe I'm just way too high on him. But this is not just like just from a fan's perspective I really like him. This is from a this is a skill set perspective watching a 6-4 6-5 combo guard who can score at all three levels and scores at 20 years old plays the game with a confidence that 10-year veterans don't play the game with. And he was 6 of 14 from the field. He had 13 points. I at some at eventually that number I want to see go up, that 14 shots. I want to see him hunting shots at at a certain point. I want him to I I think he could be the leading scorer at, at, at eventually. I think he's that good and I think in the games where Jimmy Butler doesn't assert himself and be that guy, somebody else has to be that guy. And sometimes it'll be Goran Dragic. But again, the more guys that can be that guy, and Tyler Hero, from a talent perspective, there's no question he may be the most talented offensive player on the team already, particularly from an upside standpoint and his ability to score the ball. And even just in game one, some of the ways he was able to score the ball, I see it. I see that ability in him. And I think it's only going to grow as the season goes on. And I will. And, and, the, and the other thing is most teams that the Heat play this year will not be as well coached defensively as this Orlando Magic team. I'm just telling you, it's just Steve Clifford. He is... He is a coach that ha- that does more with less than most coaches in the NBA can do. I was a witness to it in Charlotte when we went to the playoffs when he was our coach there. And then you look at this Orlando team, there's just not a ton there, but they're they're competitive. They were a playoff team last year and they're scrappy and they play hard. Not every team is going to be able to defend like this. And I think Tyler will get more opportunities. I think if Jimmy... Jimmy right now can get opportunities whenever he wants, but I think Tyler will have more opportunities to be a big-time scorer. Holy shit. Boston just took a two-point lead as I'm recording this. Jason Tatum hit a step-back bank three with .4 seconds left on opening night to go up 122-120 over Milwaukee. So it looks like Boston will get an opening night win over Milwaukee. Man, 
Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I've been watching this game during timeouts of the Heat game, and those two guys are absolute stars. They are going to be tough. But uh, Tyler Hero, I think, has the potential to to be that guy. And I know that there's going to be some people that look at a game where where you know no one no one takes over and they say, well, this is the kind of thing where you need a guy like a James Harden or someone like that. But I don't know that that's necessarily true because we saw when it when it counts when it matters, Jimmy Butler can do it. And Hero is 20 years old, and I think will develop into a guy who can go get you that bucket whenever you need it, or at least attempt to get you that bucket whenever you need it. So I, I was I was really happy to see the seeing the way Tyler Hero played. Uh, Duncan shot the ball well, three of six from three, 14 points. He looks like he's playing with confidence. Uh, and then the last the last thing that I really liked, I really liked the minutes that Precious played. Uh, high energy defends. Uh, he's obviously going to, it looks like early uh, Coach Spo has already decided that Precious will be, Tate will be playing the minutes that Myers Leonard could have potentially played, which is fine, you know. Guys, he is as an athlete. He runs the floor. He defends. He rebounds, and he also showed in the first game. He's got a little more off the bounce, and he's got a little more skill offensively than I think anybody probably saw early on, in even in the preseason. He had a couple drives to the rim. He had one drive late in the shot clock. Uh, I think there might have been like four or five seconds left in the shot clock. Ball got kicked out to him at the elbow. And he just went right around, I think it was Ken Birch. I don't remember who the defender was, but he went right around the defender, went right to the rim and finished at the rim. Uh, he had a couple putbacks. He had some, he had a, I mean, he had eight points, uh, three or four from the field. Really positive minutes from Precious. Like, I was actually, you know, they there was the comments from Bam that, that Precious was more skilled than him, than he was when he was a rookie. And I think some of that was hyperbole. I think some of that's just Bam trying to, you know, say that this guy has a lot of upside. Uh, I didn't, I, he looked good in the preseason. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know offensively what he would bring to the table, but in the 14 minutes that he played good minutes needed. Every one of them was plus six, uh, eight points, three rebounds. Two fouls, no turnovers in a game where the Heat had 22 turnovers. Think about that. First game, rookie season, opening night as a rookie, uh, plays 14 minutes. The Heat have 22 turnovers, and he didn't have any of them. So take it. He looked pretty good. I didn't. I think he he missed two free throws. His shot it obviously looks like it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress. He's going to be mainly around the rim. Uh, he's a, a dot pick and roll guy, dive guy, drive to the rim, you know, right hand driver. That's fine. If he could do that, bring energy, work his minute number up a little bit more and more, uh, potentially maybe play with Bam. If Bam can actually shoot the ball the way he looks like he might be developing his shot, uh, you know, maybe they can play together and Bam can go back to the four. It's a, oh my goodness. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm breaking in in the middle of while I'm talking about the heat, but with 0.4 seconds, Milwaukee runs a lob for Giannis to the rim and the refs called a foul on the lob 
for Giannis to go to the line to tie the Celtics Bucks game and go to overtime. Uh, uh, let me see. Tristan Thompson goes up. Uh, it's going to get reviewed. They may reverse it. I don't. Uh, Tristan Thompson has his arm on him, but it looks like Giannis actually may have pulled on Tristan Thompson's arm. This will be interesting to see if they overturn this or if they just give this call to Giannis to give him a chance to tie it up. But the ball doesn't lie. If you guys don't know that, the ball doesn't lie. So Giannis will miss one of these free throws, and the Celtics, I guess, will win because there's no time left. Uh, but back to back to Precious. Yeah, really impressed with what I saw from Precious in his first 14 minutes of that regular season action. And, you know, it would be good to see if, you know, if that, if that number can go up and he can continue to improve. So, yeah, look, I think overall – Good things coming out of the game. Obviously, I don't think it's normal. You know, the Heat were 18th. You know, they they were bottom half of the league in turn or a top half, whichever way you look at it, in turnovers last year. They did turn over the ball a little bit, uh, but this was an uh, probably an anomaly of a, a game in terms of how many turnovers they had and how they turned the ball over. So I wouldn't get too caught up in it. Um, I will be interested to see how the rotations continue to develop. Kendrick not only played eight minutes. Will Avery Bradley crack that? Will it be a situational thing where there's a particular guard that the other team has? Was it a was it a situation where see and and it is it is a little weird. I'll, I'll be interested to hear. I'm sure Spo. I'm sure there's sound probably even by now, maybe of Spo talking. We'll see when he gets interviewed, why Avery didn't play, but yeah, Terrence, Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier played really well. And, uh, yep. Giannis missed one of the free throws. So Boston wins 122, 121. So those guys both played pretty well. And I, I think that's a situation where Avery Bradley probably would have been a plus. So not really sure what that was. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see if he gets into the rotation going forward a lot of people thought Casey Okpala might play because he played well in the preseason. But look, ten guys played tonight. I, I just don't see. Uh, I don't see a spot for it. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna can go play much for much further than ten deep. But we will see. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm okay with. I'm not okay with losing, but I'm okay with what I saw. And I think the Heat will continue to obviously get better and they're going to still, you know, things are going to be fine. Now, looking forward, looking ahead for this next week or so, we obviously, I just told you Boston beat Milwaukee. The Heat's next game is Christmas Day. They play the Toronto Raptors who, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you this. I've been banging in the drum that the Raptors may not be very good this year. And I picked them as a sleeper to potentially not even make the playoffs because I feel like they could struggle. They lost a lot of defense. They lost their two best big men. Pascal Siakam looked bad in the playoffs. They signed Fred Van Fleet to this huge deal. And the Raptors got beat 113-99 the Tampa Bay Raptors got beat 113-199 by the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. And I bring this game up because, of course, Friday, 
the Miami Heat play against the New Orleans Pelicans. So that'll be an interesting game because that Pelicans team is dynamic. They're fun. They have some young, obviously Zion Williamson finished opening night with 15 points, 10 rebounds. Brandon Ingram, most improved player in the NBA, who just signed a big deal, 24 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. He looks like an absolute all-NBA type player moving forward. Um, You know, they traded away Drew Holiday. A lot of people questioned it because this team looks like they could be a playoff team. Eric Bledsoe started, got eight finished with 18 points Lonzo Ball who did not sign his rookie extension is betting on himself four of eight from three 16 points JJ Redick 23 so that's uh that'll be that'll be a fun one that'll be an interesting one uh I I would definitely say Stan Van Gundy coach team with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson is a better team than the Orlando Magic the Heat will be at home so That'll be the home opener. I think, obviously, that is to the Heat's advantage. Um, But it'll be a fun one. And then uh, it'll be the Pelicans on Friday. And then after the Pelicans on Tuesday and Wednesday, they have Milwaukee. The Heat have Milwaukee back-to-back at home on Tuesday and Wednesday. So Wednesday night after the Heat play Milwaukee for the second time, I'll be back with you. But obviously Milwaukee, those are two big early season games to see where the Heat are at as a as a as a team after this New Orleans game that I anticipate I still I think the Heat come out and get a dub on Friday uh, at noon at home versus the Pelicans on Christmas. I think that's a a, a bounce back game for Miami. And then it'll be interesting to see them go up against Milwaukee, who has a lot to prove losing opening night now and coming off of last year's playoffs where they where Miami beat Milwaukee four one. So that's the, uh, that's the schedule for the heat for this upcoming week. I'll, I will be back next Wednesday night. Like I am right now, right after the heat play Milwaukee uh, for the second time in two nights at home to break down that game and react to everything that happens this week. And if any breaking news happens, if things change, if trades happen, if anything happens, I'll come on and I'll break it down for you. But I'm going to try to do, you know, it looks like the Heat play Wednesdays, Wednesday. They play next Wednesday against Milwaukee, then the following Wednesday against Boston, and then they play at Philly twice on a Tuesday. So anytime there's a Wednesday game, I'll probably come on and react to the week right after that game ends. If it's Tuesday, maybe I'll do Tuesday, but that, that I think will be the plan for the time being. And of course, if anything breaks over the next between then, or if any big news comes out, I'll jump on and break it all down for you. And I would actually, I would be remiss since it's an NBA podcast. And since the James Harden, situation has been linked to the heat so closely i'd be remiss if i didn't at least mention uh the unfortunate thing with that with this uh this wednesday night slate of opening night games for a lot of teams was the houston rockets versus the oklahoma city thunder game ended up being postponed because the rockets team had a i guess a covid outbreak or Whatever happened, someone got COVID and they were 
people their contact tracing and guys were sent home and they didn't have enough players to field a team that came on the heels of the league also fining james harden fifty thousand dollars for being out at a club that he says was not a strip club but people say was a strip club uh without a mask so he's been fined fifty thousand dollars uh i it it i'll say this i've been on i've been back and forth as to whether going after james harden was the right move whether it is or it isn't james harden is clearly one of the best scorers maybe ever but definitely of his era um and he brings a different he brings something different to the heat or to any team that pretty much no other team has unless you have Kevin Garnett or Luka or somebody who goes out and gets you 30 every night but it's hard to say that you can outright want this guy to come to your team unless things get really rough unless things go in a negative direction and you need to change it up but obviously that's not the heat obviously the heat have something good so i feel like as that organization is becoming a bit of a mess a lot of it is on james harden um and i don't know that you want to bring a mess into your locker room even if he is creating a mess to get somewhere else i think it maybe probably was the right thing that the heat seemingly for the time being have taken themselves out of that conversation it is possible that they could be back in that conversation particularly if Houston becomes more desperate down the line. But as of right now, the Heat are not in that conversation, and it's looking more and more every day like that's probably a good thing as long as the Heat continue to play well, continue to develop, and the guys that they are not trading for James Harden continue to develop. So there you go. That's uh, that's it for tonight. Heat lose 113-107. Next game, Friday versus the Pelicans. Uh, heat bounce back. I got the heat bouncing back, beating the Pelicans on Christmas Day, and then back to back games next week against Milwaukee. I'll be back Wednesday, next Wednesday night. And until then, always, always remember. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.